Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, motherfucker. How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. Good, good. This is the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Penny Colton Bloom Robertson. Podcast. I'm joined by Tavares Pennington. What's up, homie? Nothing much. You know, nothing much. Living the dream, you know. Thinking today is Sunday. It's not. Oh, it's, it's Monday. Monday. Monday, Monday. But it don't matter because I'm going to treat today like a Sunday. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. I had to write. I wrote. I wrote fourteen pages on Saturday, and Oof. and I, I, you know, I was talking to uh, Kenna when when I uh, or the day before. I was like, you know, I just got one more thing left to do for the semester, and it just happens to be a fifteen-page paper, and and they're like, well, you know, while you're writing it, just remember that you're the one who put yourself in this situation, <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, yeah, you know, I will, yeah, all I right, will remember all right. that. Okay. I will, I will remember that. And I, I, I remembered it the whole time through, but I did it. And more like 14 and a half pages. I just kind of. Yeah, you know, you were like, you were like, okay, so I, I don't like, quite get to 15. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't, my argument's probably not complete. Bro, but I'll I, never forget I when I was down at Mizzou and I wrote this, I wrote this 10 page, like this 10 page paper. Mm-hmm. I just bullshitted the fuck out of it i don't know how that yeah. shit got to 10 pages bro <laughs> like i i can't hardly fathom that mm-hmm. like i was just like saying <laughs> stuff in different ways yeah yeah that's that's well it's kind of harder to do that mine was a research paper from like capstone in english which sure. is like part of like graduation yeah, requirements like you need that shit yeah and it's supposed to be like a major project or whatever but yeah, like something i should have been working on all year I, and i had been working on it you know kind of ish but it's it gets hard you know and it gets it it's just like and this is the thing i've been realizing about myself is like i would appreciate everything about my life so much more if i could just choose one thing to focus on for a set amount of time and nobody bothered me about anything else. Yeah. But you look around, and there's pretty much nowhere in the world that that works, except for people who are extremely rich already. Oh, exactly. You need you need gobs and gobs of money. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, you're going to be stretched. That's just the way of the world. That's just the way of the world. Speaking of gobs and gobs of money, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home came out this last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's relevant to what we're talking about today. It made... Uh, Two hundred and fifty-three million dollars this weekend in the box in the box office, which is the second most all time, behind Endgame and above Infinity War. Yeah, uh, which is wild. Everyone's in a Pangea. Pangea. <laughs> yeah, it like, was holy shit. That that that's that's pretty impressive. Now now I'm interested. It, treatment of this movie is it. Uh, is it like, oh, this is the movie that got people back to the theater? Or is it like, none of these other movies have excuses for performing poorly in a pandemic? No. <laughs> no, everyone loves Spider-Man, and they did something bold. Here. They did something remarkable. They did something, they did something bold. They knew it was going to sell. They, like, it... And spoilers ahead for everything in the last year. 
of of comic book movies and TV shows because uh, yeah. we're doing a we're doing a ranking today of all the comic book movies Marvel and DC that came out this year, uh, live action anyway. Um, and then we'll we'll do some talking about all the TV shows that came out and uh, but no ranking there that ca- that became a little too hard. It was like how do you how do you put one over the other here? Uh, there's a lot they're of all, them. They're all very different. They're all very different movies. It was it was much more cut and dry for me, but uh. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just like Spider-Man is expected to do the best, I think, in a lot of ways because that is the only, um, with the ex- exception of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I think will justify fine as well as the plain justification that it's a four-hour-long movie. Um, it, it, it That's the only character that people are really familiar with on a widespread basis. All the other movies are either um, like side major characters right. or just completely new characters. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet today that said a uh, West Side Story would have made nine hundred million dollars if uh, if the trailer had had Chris Evans saying sixty years before the events of Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we had it all. <laughs> sixty. <laughs> West Side much. Story, just pretty much. Nah, yeah, it probably would have made a little bit more money if they didn't have Ansel fucking Elgort as the male lead in that movie. <laughs> Fuck that dude, yeah, Jesus I saw Christ! Your tweet. Wait, what do you have against Ansel Elgort? He's a predator, dude. He's disgusting. Wait, really? Yeah. Holy shit, I didn't know that. It came out like last year. Wow. Like a whole bunch of shit, like about him, uh-huh. just last year. And then a year later, wow. Steven Spielberg has him as the lead in West Side Story. I was just like, that's fucking insane. West Side Story. That's, yeah, I don't know. I was like, I like what they're doing otherwise over there in West Side Story. I'd really like to see it. Uh-huh. But fuck, I can't stand looking at this fucking guy. Steven Spielberg doing a West Side Story story seems, I don't know. Like, I, I, why, I don't understand. Like, I get it, but I don't really. Like... People write new scripts for new things all the time. Why do they just do the same plays over and over? Is this a live action version or is it yeah, yeah, it's a live. It's like a movie adaptation. The way okay. that like like uh, like La La Land is a is okay. a musical. Like I think that's the way West Side Story is a musical. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, but it's just like I don't get in why universe they, performing songs in they, the Heights sort of mm-hmm. thing. They do the same story. Like I would much rather watch hear of Steven Spielberg doing an In the Heights or something like something that is like original like I don't know it's like like what we've we've seen a lot of these classic plays yeah honestly my opinion on plays is about to get real controversial in about a month or so because my next capstone my last capstone is with this professor who I've had is pretty strict and it's about plays Uh, uh, early modernist plays so early 20th century oh okay plays good era yeah, good air. I just, I just I'm not a fan of reading plays. I'm not nah, lie. they're hard. They're hard to get. Th- you got to be a theater kid. You got to be a theater to really, really appreciate it. And I'm, and, like, I, and I'm not gonna lie to you. It's something that I, I, I low key wish <laughs> I would have been into when I was in. High oh school. yeah. Uh, like I remember, like respecting the fuck out of the theater kids mm-hmm. at my high school, and just being like. That could never be me. Yeah, <laughs> that could, that yeah, could oh, yeah. never be you me. Know, I go watch. I go uh, watch the plays in college, and I'm like, yeah. No, I'm not getting on stage in front of people and singing were, my they, fucking heart out. They rehearse like daily too. Like, Dude, they're incredible. Hours, like, Respect like, to to theater kids. 
they deserve also, it all. Yeah, your interests confuse me. Like how I don't know. It, there's also money in it though. I was watching a documentary about Tobey Maguire, and you know, he started out in the in the, in the theater. Didn't want to be in the theater. Actually, wanted to be Make a millions of dollars as um, Peter Parker Spider Man. <laughs> No, he made a lot of money. <laughs> he did make a, a lot, lot of more money. money than Andrew Garfield or Tom well, Holland. What's crazy right is now. like a, a, a little statistic was like how um, Spider-Man three bombed in the box office, which I didn't remember because I fucking love Spider-Man three. I was mm-hmm. a kid. But, yeah, same. Like, like, I was just like, I, I remember being like Spider-Man, Spider-Man three. That's the shit. And then yeah. like I rewatched it recently. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's definitely the worst Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love it. The, it's entertaining, bombed, but it's not the it's not good. Bombed <laughs> at the box office, and then this one, it's like. We just watched it, another third in the trilogy of Spider-Man, and it was phenomenal. But probably just because I, they said, uh, Raim, uh, what's his what's his first name? Raimi, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah, they were like people were confused as to what Sam Raimi wanted to say in that movie, and he was like, "Yeah, I was too." <laughs> I well, really. Have well, to that's think. what's funny too is there was a whole bunch of like studio controversy the way that like right. justice league got bogged down by warner brothers spider-man 3 kind of got bogged down by sony uh at least according to yeah history the and way it kind of like looks back apparently on toby mcguire kept making demands too he had on the set of toby mcguire was kind of a drama queen back in the early 2000s yeah. so i'm not gonna lie no like he deserved it like you, you know you the actor yeah. you get your money get your bag you know what yeah. i'm saying fuck the producer making a lot more money than you but like he he had been in a movie previously about horse racing. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah, I know what uh, you're talking about. Though. <laughs> and he had he had like Sea Biscuit, Sea Biscuit. Yeah, and he had fucked up his back. And so when he came back for <sighs> Spider Man Three, he he was like, at first he was like, I'm not I'm not signing on unless, uh, like I don't have to do any of the stunts and uh. I get paid more or something like that. And then they worked that out. That that almost stopped production. And then he did it again. And it was like, I'm not working unless you have a doctor on site here at all times because of my back. Bro, Jake Gyllenhaal was almost Spider-Man. Yeah. And it was funny. The the documentary that I was watching about Tobey Maguire, they were like, yeah, he complained one time. And then they started talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. And so they, they solved it. And then he complained again. And then they started talking about Jake Gyllenhaal again and then Tobey Maguire and Tobey Jake Maguire was like I want this and they were like they were like mm, we'll just call Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. and then they end up in a movie together a couple years later in 2013 called Damn. Brothers where mm, I forgot about that yeah. and I was just like that's in, that's an insane insane arc like that is insane but let's get to it 2021 comic book movies ranked. We got seven of them. We're gonna start at the bottom. We'll work to the top. There you go. Since we were talking the Spider-Man universe, let's stay. Let's stay with that shit. Coming in at seven, we got Venom. Let there be carnage. Now, uh, to my understanding, you did not see this film. I did not. Now, uh, I, 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 I'm confident putting it here after having seen it in, in the in the theater. It wasn't. It's not that it's bad, and it's uh, it's wildly entertaining. Uh, visuals are stunning. The CGI is incredible. Uh, Woody Harrelson's performance as Carnage is fucking awesome, and I love Tom Hardy as Venom. Uh, but Venom movies—it's just—it's—it's it's basically that's all you're getting. You're like you're gonna have fun. Just know that. Right. Uh, it it doesn't go it doesn't go much much beyond that. Uh, story wise, it's kind of uh, it's kind of lacking. Well, that was a that was an interesting direction 
I mean, when they came out with the first Venom one, I was like, and especially because at that point, because Venom came out, the first one came out before Homecoming even came out, right? Yes, I believe so. Um, or no, I, it would have been like a year after the same year. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I was, I was just in, like, I was like, why, why would they pick Venom? Because I mean, I I felt like Venom's a, a cool character, but usually only in light of Spider-Man, and, and they're taking it there, of course. And everyone always knew that they you have to, you have to eventually. But uh, that's that's what was interesting about Venom. Let there be carnage, you know. In uh, in the post-credit scene, you know, we see this orange ring fly around him, mm-hmm. and he's <laughs> dropped into a dropped into a new hotel room in Mexico. He's looking at the screen, and it's J. Jonah Jameson. Spider, Spider-Man, Spider here's the kicker, folks. Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And Venom licks the screen and stuff, and it's like, ah, dope, finally. And spoilers for No Way Home here. Venom shows up in the post credit scene and fucking dips yeah. uh, back to his reality, but, you know, a little bit stays behind, uh-huh. uh, which I think will eventually get the symbiote suit in uh, this MCU Spider-Man universe. But uh, that like that's the like whenever people talk about Venom out there be carnage, that's typically what they point to is a post credit is a post credit is a post credit scene. So it's I'm like, like uh, what happened in the actual movie? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like the the it's a battle between Carnage and Venom. I, it's it's really it's really interesting though because it's like kind of formatted like a romantic comedy between mm-hmm. Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock and Venom, mm-hmm. like this. Uh, they get into an argument, they break up temporarily, and Venom goes about the city doing his own fucking thing. Eddie Brock's doing his own fucking thing, and then they have to find their way back together and reconcile, and it's a happy ending, and they fight Carnage together. And, you know, like, that's kind of, like, the general idea of the movie. Yeah. And it's wildly entertaining, and it's funny. Uh, but, you know, only so much I'm going to get out of that rom-com type yeah. of situation. And so is it is it is Venom made by Sony? Yes. So Sony and Marvel, I guess, don't love each other, but work together for the good of more money. I think so. That's the impression because they still own Spider Man, right? I I I, like I don't lease, know all the. I, all I think the it's shit. like they like lease the the rights to Marvel because they're like, yeah, we want them in the MCU because that's where yeah. you know Spider Man's a major character. Well, it's just MCU. crazy the way that they're like. How how legit is all of this contract shit? If what we're what we've been seeing is happening, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, okay, so y'all can do this, yeah. So y'all can do whatever the fuck you want. Well, I think is that what I'm hearing? It's the word of some lawyers. That's all. That's all it really is. It's just some lawyers somewhere in a boardroom fantasizing about how much money they possibly could be losing by not owning a certain percentage of whatever movie is being right. made. I'm a really good lawyer. No way home reference. Out of context. Uh, I was like, oh, you're a lawyer. <laughs> uh, I'm a really good lawyer. What else are you? <laughs> uh, but uh, no, nah, Venom 2, it's 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 solid, but it, it belongs at the it belongs towards the bottom of this list here. Fair enough, fair enough. Coming in at number six. Marvel Studios Black Widow. Now uh did you see this one? So yes and no it, it more of a it played in the background sort of thing I feel that it we we, I, we sat down to watch it and 
it was just a little too late, and I just I fell asleep. Like no, I get you. Minutes. I get you. And, <laughs> and and it'll be reflected in this, obviously. One through seven, the bottom two movies are the ones that you 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 have not seen. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I have. So I got this shit. Black Widow. Uh, it's a it's a, for my money. It's a lot better than people have been giving it credit for. Uh, people have been kind of like I've seen it put in that camp with like Catwoman and Ben Affleck's Daredevil and 2017's hey, ben Justice Affleck's League. Daredevil is not bad. I love Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I I was I was just a wee kid. You were a wee lad. You were a wee lad. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but man, no. I thought Daredevil was so cool. Oh, I thought he was a badass too, but uh the, the movie's not great. Uh <laughs> it's it's all right. It's all right, but I it's like Black Widow is is a better movie than it. Yeah. Uh it doesn't deserve to be down there with that tier. I've seen people say that like Taskmaster is one of the worst MCU villains of all time. Well, newsflash, fucko. <laughs> Taskmaster isn't even the actual villain in the movie. So, uh, did you watch? <laughs> did you watch? Um, it's just like I don't, I don't know, like what what people want. Like it's, it's just a really good, a really good, satisfying story about a woman taking down a uh, human trafficking ring where a misogynist pig is controlling women. What's not to like here? That'll sell. That'll sell. Uh. And it was it was fucking good, you know. I love uh I love Natasha Romanoff's Black Widow and the introduction of Yelena Belova, mm-hmm. as uh, we've seen her in Hawkeye recently, and uh, the rest of Natasha's family growing up with uh, the Red Guardian played by David Harbor and uh, her mother played by Rachel Weisz, and it's I think it's uh, it's a better movie than people give it credit for. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm I I, I I'm okay with that analysis. It's just. It's hard to to because um, it's not like they're going to be doing any more Black Widow movies, I assume. Exactly, and it, it it feels like everyone was wondering where this where this Black Widow movie was four or five years ago, you know. And oh, I, she absolutely deserved a movie earlier. Yeah, yeah. This movie should have came much. It, earlier. it was it was the first of the. It was the first one after. Um, Endgame, am I right? Actually, the first one after Endgame was Spider-Man Far From Home, and then Black Widow. Wow. Yeah, been a while since Endgame. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Well, because there wasn't a single Marvel movie in 2020. Yeah. So, the the 2019, the last movie of 2019 Mm -hmm. was Spider-Man Far From Home. I got you, I got you. Interesting. Yeah, we were supposed to be getting a lot of other shit by now, and it all kind of got pushed back a year. Bro, WandaVision, I, I will never get over the fact that WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. at one point were supposed, like the last episode of WandaVision was supposed to release. And then a week later, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's like... Why do they put off Multiverse of Madness so long? Well, now they've done like three or four weeks of reshoots the last few weeks to insert characters that weren't available during the co- during covid and stuff like it's it's basically just like people couldn't be on set so they yeah. couldn't get the movie done uh well that's unfortunate i'm excited dr strange we we'll talk about dr strange we'll, we'll talk about that later but. that's that's for, the, that's for that's for later in the, that's for later in the show uh but yeah black widow it was it was a it's a solid movie not a lot not like a ton of fun 
I wouldn't say like Venom Let There Be Carnage is like an, an objectively fun movie. Mm-hmm. Black Widow more often than not will make you a little sad. Yeah. I uh, mean it's kinda got to. Like, because you know, know she's dead. Yeah, she's she died in awful fast. And honestly, this Hawkeye I'm ready to talk about that later too, but <laughs> I'm really liking Hawkeye. Yeah, buddy. I'm yeah. really liking Hawkeye. But uh I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I need to really sit down and and I feel it's really nice. You know, my my my, my life has opened up again for a few weeks and hopefully for most of next semester too. You know? Hell yeah! And uh, yeah, it's it, it'll be a lot nicer to uh, like watch a lot of the shit that I just know that I missed. You just haven't had the time to get around to. I feel yeah. you. I feel you. But let's uh, let's let's get to the top five. You know, those were kind of the. Uh, uh, the, the semi-honorable mentions for the top five. Yeah. Uh, but here here we arrive. Uh, and coming in at number five, Marvel Studios, Eternals. And oddly enough, we're going to kind of juxtapose the Eternals with... Our number four movie. Our number four, Suicide Squad, yeah. which seem like very different movies. Very, very different. And they are. They, I think that they're they're... they're marketed in different ways and that they're written different ways and they're the the problem is I think people are looking for I mean at least going into it my expectations were of the opposite of what each of these movies actually turned out to be like with the Eternals I thought it was going to be like I didn't think it was going to be as solemn as it was I thought it was going to be more um, trying to like I don't know, engage a younger audience. Like a guardian sort of aim. Yeah, like a guardian sort of aim. Something something that Marvel typically does. Like t- mm-hmm. Marvel typically has a lot of pretty good humor. Yeah. And there was a point there where I would watch a Marvel movie and I was like, why am I laughing so much? Like, And right. that would be the thing of every Marvel movie. I'm like, the comedy is so slight but really effective. Um, and the Eternals was nothing like other Marvel movies, but the Suicide Squad was nothing like other DC movies, particularly the other DC Suicide Squads. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. No, it, it is really interesting because, like, we were talking about this off mic, uh, and Chloe Zhao has been on record in saying, like, one of her biggest influences in creating Eternals was uh, watching Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. So if, if 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 there's ever, like, feels of, like, a sort of, like, the the darker sort of like questioning the superheroes as gods sort of vibe that Zack Snyder always got out in his DC films. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you feel that in, in Eternals and Eternals reminds me more of a DC film while the Suicide Squad reminds me more of what a typical MCU film is like. Right. Uh, I mean, takes the gore up to another level and yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the raunchiness. But and that's the, the thing of, that's missing in Marvel it, a lot of the times for me. And I'm like, this is, I was even just thinking about this in terms of like, and I, I get it, you know, I was thinking about this in terms of playing a video game. Like I was playing Need for Speed and I was like, the music on here is so, eh. and it would be so much better if like this wasn't marketed to kids. Like if they could actually put like curse words and songs, right? make it so much, if they could do shit, if Marvel could make as much money uh, as they can doing uh, sh- like making family movies while making movies like what the Suicide Squad was, I'm sure they do it, but you, they just they just can't. But that 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 feels missing to me as a viewer, you know. Well, and you know, there's the potentiality that we do get a little bit more of that vibe with the introduction of Deadpool. 
and Blade. And Blade. Yeah, like there's there's a good chance that, that we, we might be heading a little... And frankly, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is maturing in a way. Yeah. You know, with Eternals, we get our first MCU uh, sex scene. <laughs> which uh, which is like maybe maybe we're getting to the point where we're we're kind of marketing towards a little bit older of an audience. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, I do think it'll it'll be interesting whenever you know more characters like Deadpool and uh, we're going in so many different creative directions in the Marvel universe that it's like you kind of got to let creators do what they want to do mm-hmm. if you want a product that's satisfying to the viewer like you don't want like you're putting out so much shit it better yeah. not all feel the same yeah right yeah no that's a that's a fact and, and uh, I think that Marvel like I'm honestly in amazement at kind of what they've been able to accomplish and I, I, I didn't I don't think I respected it at first like it just seemed kind of intuitive to me but it is really remarkable how they've been able to flesh out a cinematic universe in the way that they have. I don't think it's been done to this scale ever. No, it never has. Because, like, I mean, look at its its direct competition over there, <clears throat> you know, uh, DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers alert for Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, look at what they've done here, multiversally. Mm-hmm. Satisfying... Literally every Marvel fan ever. Yeah. And, like, DC can hardly get their shit together for a Justice League film. Yeah. We don't have a second Superman movie from DC. Agatha Harkness is getting her own series in Marvel. Like, mm-hmm. it just it just goes to show how much better Marvel is at it. Yeah. Like, the fact that they can put out all the shit, that it does attract all the viewings, because DC has arguably a better catalog of characters and cannot get their shit together. Yeah. Honestly, they do that they they do like and I think they have better comics, honestly. I'm with I, I I enjoy like reading DC comics far more than I enjoy reading Marvel comics and I, it, it's unexplainable, but also it's it it makes a lot it makes a lot of sense because I feel like the DC characters have obvious advantages over Marvel. They're mm. more grounded characters. They're more gritty, realistic, relatable characters. Gotcha. And yeah, Marvel has just been able to sort of maximize the, uh, like the sort of, I don't know, like re- the, the realness of it all. They've been able to uh, really situate their the fantastical notions of the Marvel universe in our reality through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You right. know? And they're in what, I think I saw something talking about how Spider-Man No Way Home takes place in MCU 2024. Have you seen that? Yeah, it takes place in the year 2024, yeah. Um, and it's just like to even be able to put together such a vast timeline of movies like that go back to the 80s. That, is that when Captain Marvel was? Uh, Captain Marvel's in the 90s, but Captain America the First Avenger, Captain that's America 1940 was fucking f- yeah, 2 or whatever. 42. And like, just like to narrate history in their own, and that's what DC does that in a lot of ways. But they have a, like, I don't know, they, they have a, um, it's, 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 it's weird. We're, we're getting into like, just like pure comic shit here, but just like, the significance of how Marvel is always situated in um, New York or California and DC is like uh, th- they use metaphors for Gotham these cities. City and Gotham Metropo- City. Me- um, 
Metropolis. Metropolis. Like, it, and it's like, the, these are obviously, like, I think Gotham is supposed to be Chicago. Metropolis is supposed to be New York. I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Gotham City is actually supposed to be New York. Oh, really? Uh, and Metropolis is supposed to be, uh, supposed to be Chicago. That with, be true. with, uh, like Central City operating as like a, uh, like a smaller market version of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. So like a downtown Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Central. Central City. Central City. Kansas no, City. but they, they have a, I think they have a lot of, um, yeah, they, they, you can do a lot more creatively with that. And the Suicide Squad versus the Eternals kind of demonstrates that, I think. Oh, certainly to a degree. You know, you get a, uh, there's something to the whole fantasticalness of the Suicide Squad. You know, mm-hmm. like it's all very, uh, just kind of painted over, you know, like as a as a kind of a fantastical telling of what could be an event. Right. Eternals is trying to give you a historical timeline of things that happened in the universe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you get the creative freedom to, you know, give us a giant star monster who uh, is attaching. Give us a fucking giant star monster. Because no matter what, whether you're reading Marvel comics or DC comics, that shit happens. That, that that that's the kind of shit that kind of, that, 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 that happens. happens, and like ultimately we should be appreciative of all of this because like Marvels are or, or comics are very like wide ranging and diverse and oh absolutely own storytelling mechanics. Um, I can tell you though, whenever it gets wacky as fuck, that's when I love it the most. That's when I love it. Yeah, yeah, like that's 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 the most exciting Marvel gets is whenever it's like or not Marvel but superhero storytelling gets is whenever it's like. Yo, what the fuck is going I, on? I think that Eternal, or not not just Eternals, but Marvel itself has gotten so wrapped up in its own world, and yet the world is so conflated with our own that when it's giving um, social commentary, when it's saying something meaningful about the real world um, in its subtle ways, Marvel does it can't do it in a way that is as serious as um dc can because it feels sort of uh self-congratulatory in a way when marvel does it it's like see we've we've we're talking about the social issue we are we are engaging this thing that's happening in the world because this world is a replica of the real world right and it is it feels like you know that they're um I don't know. They, they don't have to really say anything about it. They just kind of have to say it. Say it. Yeah, say it. Yeah. Um, versus DC, like with both Zack Snyder's Justice League and the Suicide Squad film, I think that they're saying really dense things about the world and not in any way where it's like, um, this is something that we need to be seeing. It's not, it's not. I guess prescribing anything. It's like actually caught like raising questions. Yeah. Like I, I remember our episode about suicide squad being pretty 
I don't know. It, it got pretty deep in a way, which is yeah. wild to say about a movie like Suicide Squad. Yeah, you know, we got into like the very the very essence of revolution and shit like that. And yeah. how you portray it on screen, you must be careful, you know, because yeah. it can go bad real quick, like it did in the Suicide Squad. Uh huh. Yeah. No. And I, I, like, I just don't see those same sort of insights with a movie like The Eternals. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. I do. I think there's. I think there's some uh, insights in Eternals that are posed that are. Uh, that are uh, actually in a way more elevated than uh, a lot of other Marvel movies like Druig's uh, whole uh, conundrum where if he could stop the violence at any given point, mm-hmm. like uh, why would he, like why wouldn't he, you yeah. know, but then he realizes, you know, the, the humanity is the choice. Well, you see, but why does Druig feel like a side character almost in terms of the core Eternals? Like I, I feel like he he got he didn't get the most screen time. No, no, I don't think he did either. But you know, like like and the uh, who was the one uh, the fast girl? Makari. Makari. I feel like she was really interesting as a character too, but she felt underdeveloped as hell. She like yeah, that one's one that she did not get a lot of fledging out on screen mm-hmm. at all. It was just kind of like she was bored. Now. uh and she kind of has a thing with Druig. We'll save that for later, though. You yeah. know, like that, that kind of, and that's kind of the the fault of Eternals is that like you don't get enough of each character to really, really appreciate what they're about. Well, you can't. And I mean, I'm wondering if maybe it's a marketing strategy. Maybe if it, maybe it is. They're introducing all new characters. What if they are just trying to be like, which ones stick? Which ones do people like? Yeah, yeah, I, I I can see that. But like, cause I I don't know I I, I know that they're gonna have <clears throat> Eternals is gonna have some implications down the line. But what implications? Would, right. Are they? Is it gonna be about the Eternals as a whole? Is it gonna be some specific Eternals? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. I don't know. I'm just uh, I guess interested in the direction of. The potentiality of those characters and where they could go. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I don't know. The the things that are interesting the most to me about Eternals, though, are just about its role in the MCU versus the Suicide Squad feels like a a movie. It just feels like a more traditional movie, I guess, in a way. And I will say this might be, like, what we were talking about earlier to MCU's credit of building a universe that's so vast and stuff. It can also be immediately turned around to be worked to its discredit as the most interesting things about Eternals are mm-hmm. what it could do for the universe. Yeah. And instead of focusing on itself as a movie. Yeah. You know, and I think it, 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 it's, it's doing too much of trying to explain shit like mechanics wise of the universe mm-hmm. that it can't quite get to the point where it tells you a complete and compelling story all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, with well thought out and drawn out characters who are fledged out properly. Yeah. Uh, they just Yeah, but I mean I think I, I think 4 and 5 are very close. Oh yeah, they're not it's not like a landslide or anything there. That like I was thinking at the beginning of this, they're kind of interchangeable for me. Uh Eternals and the Suicide Squad. I mm-hmm. just, I really enjoy watching both movies. Uh The Suicide Squad's one of those ones that's a lot more fun. Yeah. And Eternals is one that'll get you a little bit more down. Mm-hmm. But uh 
you know, so I'll take the fun over over that anytime. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Uh, on to three, one that makes that uh that fun and that uh that that sorrow a little bit kind of meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang Chi. This was a I, I like this was one of my favorite movies of the year, and I didn't think it would be topped in terms of like a uh, a pure enjoyment. Uh-huh. level in terms of superhero movies yeah until we got what we got yeah uh this this past weekend i i love shang chi and the legend of the ten rings yeah no i i enjoy that movie too you saw it how many times in theater i saw it three times in theater three times yeah yeah so Not it's at home, in theater in theater saw spider-man no way home twice so far and i saw eternals three times uh so yeah i stayed in the movie theater for the marvel movies this year to be sure uh, but yeah, uh, Shang-Chi just, uh, it had one of the more compelling stories. It, for me, the most compelling story of, uh, any of the Marvel movies we've named so far, Eternals, Black Widow, and Venom, Let There Be Carnage. It's just, it's just, uh, so obviously a cut above for me. I don't know what, uh, I don't know how exactly to articulate it, yeah. but it's... No, it felt like a really good character introduction, and you know, one of the only, I guess, yeah, one of the only true character introductions that Marvel. Had. Yeah, solo origin movie this year. Yeah, and I mean, like they did that for the Eternals, but they also did it for like nine characters in the Eternals. Yeah, Eternals is uh, a group movie, not a not not so focused uh, yeah. narrowly on Shang Chi, which is why Shang Chi benefits quite mm-hmm. a bit because. Uh, you get a really, really full story with yeah. him and uh, the the story of him and his father and his sister and uh, uh, Kate even. Mm-hmm. It's a, it a huge part. Like, it's it's just a fucking good movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't wait for that to come out on Disney+. Plus. I imagine it will at some point. It will uh, rather soon, if I remember correctly. Okay. Or wait, no. It's out on Disney+. Plus. It is? Yes. I've watched it on Disney Plus several times. I don't know why. Eternals will be out rather soon oh, on Disney Plus. Okay. But Shang-Chi's been out for a little bit over a month. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I haven't noticed. Uh, but yeah, that movie fucking rocks. I've watched it several, like, I've, I watched it three times in theaters, and I think I've seen it at least ten times now. Seriously? Just because we've watched just because, like, there for a little bit, like, when it first dropped on Disney Plus, it was just like a, we don't have anything to watch. What are we going to turn on? We'll turn on Shang-Chi just for, just to put it on. Yeah. Whatever happened, like we might watch it, we might not. Yeah. Really right. Matter. Right. Uh, but I really, really fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want more thoughts on Shang Chi, head to our episode on Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings a few weeks back. It was uh, or I guess, shit, a few months back now. Jesus, yeah, three months like ago. September. That's crazy. Was that September? Yeah. That was September. Yeah. September. September. <laughs> what? Yeah, that shit's crazy. That's three months ago. God damn. Like, Venom Let There Be Carnage was more recent than Shang-Chi. That's, 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 wait, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, Shang-Chi came out a whole month before wow. so, Venom Let There Be yeah, Carnage. Yeah, most of the movies really came out the second half of the year. Uh, yeah, save for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that movie was already made. Yeah, exactly. It was it. <laughs> He's just like, this is what I wanted to do the whole time. Yeah, I know and, it's wild. It's gonna do well. And with that, let's let's go to number two: Zack yeah. Snyder's Justice League. Uh, it's it's about as good a superhero movie as you can possibly get. Yeah, 
uh, its only fault is its lack of rewatchability, and that it is four hours long. Yeah, and it and it I, if they could have done something as grand as like, because I mean I imagine that when they started thinking about Infinity War and Avengers versus Thanos, they're like, we just can't. This is too much yeah. for one. It's got to be a two-part movie. Um, and now, obviously, there's a whole bunch of like studio head shit behind that for Warner Brothers a little bit more than there was for DC. I mean, than there was for Marvel because it seems like the Marvel board actually enjoys when they make movies. Uh, meanwhile, Warner Brothers seems like they do everything they can to not put a DC movie out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, particularly a Justice League movie. Uh, particularly anything that has to do with Zack Snyder. <laughs> what, and, what is the, do you know what the beef is? Dude, I'm, like, I, I'm not, like, I'm not a huge Snyder guy, and I'm not, like, I can't stand the Snyder cultists on Twitter who think that Zack Snyder is fucking God like the second yeah. coming he's a, mess, a messianic figure of some sort <laughs> messianic. but uh dude I he, he makes objectively good DC movies you know what yeah. I'm saying he does really really good and uh so like the whole beef there I'm not I'm not entirely informed on what the fuck happened yeah I, 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 my impression of it is that it's kind of like J.J. Abrams Star Wars where like movie got made uh, the Force Awakens got made. Yeah, uh, it was met with some some criticism. Disney bitched out, went and got another director for eight. That went like, according to public opinion, even worse. And they were like, okay, fine, JJ, get back here. Yeah, <laughs> like they just went back to JJ Abrams after that. So like, I get like it's kind of like that sort of thing mm-hmm. where the studios just wielding their power too too much to be like, all right, well then we're gonna completely change the creative direction of what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, and that's just kind of what my outside looking in perspective of it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not I'm not well versed in what the DC conundrum is over there and what the fuck they've got going on. Well, I know that they need to do something that distinguishes them from Marvel, but also builds on what Marvel's successes were. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to just steal some of their formula. Like, I honestly, like, because it's like, I, I think people just want to see... I want to see movies. I want to see a lot of movies about DC characters. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, a lot of them. Like the way that the way that I'm getting satisfied with Marvel content. Mm. Like I would love if that extended to Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and all that. But right. like right now, it just it doesn't really. You know. Right. Uh, and I mean the the greater catalog of DC characters, which is just so vast and could be so awesome. Mm-hmm. But like. I find myself like because for the most part I don't really I guess read word for word comics but I'll like go and I'll like um like listen to someone narrate comics and stuff on YouTube and I'm always more compelled by alternate versions of DC stories and just core DC stories than I am like if somebody did fucking and like of course they're they're doing this and it's in various ways now but if somebody did an injustice storyline like live action i could i could see that being some being very interesting but well, like, and, I, and like the other thing too is that like so the objective I'm, I'm gonna try and meet warner brothers in the middle here it's to make money if you're a business right right 
So what is what's wrong with getting a renowned filmmaker that has a lot of uh, a cult like a cult like following mm-hmm. to create a storyline that a lot of people are interested in and live action with a lot of great actors? Well, I think the thing is it's 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 the it's it's the idea that they need to go find that one director. Like Marvel isn't Marvel because of one director. Marvel no. isn't Marvel because of fucking didn't John Favreau direct the first? Yeah, Iron John Man? Favreau directed Iron Man. John Favreau was a goat, dude. <laughs> dude, that man's catalog is unmatched. That like, that he dude is directed in it, acting in it. Was it, oh, also I saw something about how uh, John Favreau was in uh, 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 Ben Affleck's Daredevil. No shit. He was he was his best friend. He was a uh, right, he was uh, right. fucking what's his name? Uh, Foggy. Foggy. Yeah, he yeah. was Foggy. And they're like, yeah, they had to. I don't remember what they s- said. They how they resolved or or um, there there was just like some some weird stuff with that when he first started working with Marvel. Like, Foggy like, and Happy Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't know. He he did the Mandalorian. Like, man, it really is out here kind of making. I'm surprised he didn't want a bigger role in Marvel. I'm pretty sure that like they have their like board of creatives that kind of like mm-hmm. moves the chef the chess pieces, you yeah. know. I'm pretty sure he's a part of that. Yeah. Uh just given like his standing in Disney Studios, like he birthed the Marvel universe as the first director in the in the MCU and has given Star Wars fans arguably the best content they've gotten in years. So like Yeah. Disney likes John Favreau a lot. Oh, you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, no, if Disney likes you You set. You're set. You're you, set for yeah. sure. No, but I mean I'm just thinking like what what they need to do with with D C is figure out sort of maybe what that they need they need their iconic movie, first of all. Right. And then they need to figure out sort of who are those direct because Marvel in Disney, they grab up all those directors that people want to see shit from. Right. Like, they grab them all up. And you would think that's an obscure category. But these are big names. Like, uh, 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 Taika Waititi. Uh, um, yeah. They have fucking... They had someone do the Wonder Woman movie that was really good. I can't remember her name. Patty Jenkins? Um, yeah. Um, and then they had... Uh, like Chloe Zhao do Eternals, who won Best Director mm-hmm. at the Oscars last year. Yeah. Like they get they get good directors, and if if DC can figure out how to, because they, they just I don't know, some of their movies they, the directors just can't have been all that great. I'm sorry. No, they just couldn't have been. Like uh, it's just and and that's the other thing too though is that like I don't at this point when it comes to DC I don't want to dismiss any of the creatives because I know that Warner Brothers is such a disaster. Like they meddle with the movies so much that it's yeah. like. I don't know if this was what the director even fucking wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah uh, no, that's a fact. They need Quentin Tarantino. That's who they need. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if they, it, like, you know that's putting asses in seats. Like, <laughs> putting asses in like, seats. Tell me Quentin Tarantino's doing a fucking Green Lantern movie or some, <laughs> some shit. <laughs> bro's, doing, bro's doing a, a, a Gotham City spinoff with a, <laughs> with a fucking... Uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Boy, why can I see that though, bro? <laughs> Gordon's just straight up shooting motherfuckers through the head. And you tell me Leonardo DiCaprio's playing Gordon? <laughs> right. Did you know Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire are best friends? 
Dude, they love each other. Yeah. They'd be like, Toby Maguire is like in one of the highest circles of fame there yeah. is, which is like crazy he, to me. He, he, he was like a gambling addict in the highest circle of fame that there is. No, gambling like he was, he was doing people. like high roller shit. Yeah. Like he was like gambling with sheiks mm-hmm. from the Middle East. So like this man yeah. was like. He was doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, like, why is the Tom McGuire made a movie? He's out there getting fucked up. He's out there <laughs> fucking partying. He was probably held for ransom at some point his until wife, he could his, pay his, his debts. His wife left him because apparently he's addicted to drugs. Damn, bruh. Tommy yeah. McGuire's had a hard go of it. Well, no, and then he found a girl 17 years younger. Oh. He's, he's, he has, but he hasn't. It seems like he's had... But, like, also... Uh, they don't gloss over the fact, and it, this is like literally a YouTube documentary, though. And they're just like, yeah, he kind of had a rough upbringing in a lot of ways. Like, gotcha. Family was pretty poor. Brother was in prison. Mm. It's just him and his mom, basically. And so, like, seeing what he's done with his wealth, it's not surprising, no. and it's not detrimental. I think. I think. He's oh no! Like, I mean, um, obviously, he's still a pretty beloved person. Yeah, he's still he's not a terrible person. He's just been more human in front of the cameras than other people. Yeah, right. Emblematized by the famous Tobey Maguire uh, clip of, <laughs> of him screaming at the paparazzi. Yeah. It's like, get the what did he say? Get out of my fucking way, motherfucker! motherfucker. <laughs> He just has that crazed rage <laughs> in his eyes. You know he's on coke. He's like, you fucking stay in front of the car. But it's like, honestly, I get it. No, I do too. Like, if I was famous, I'd fucking hate paparazzi. I you know what it. I'm saying? I get it. Um. So, yeah, we diagnosed the DC. Um, <laughs> but l- last last thoughts universe. on Zack Snyder's Justice League. The get it, Just because, like, we're not so entirely sure about what, like, DC's future is in terms of what they're going to do with, like, uh these specific actors and these specific roles. I loved Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne Batman. I really enjoy Henry Cavill as uh, Clark Kent Superman. Uh, and they really, really carry that movie yeah. for me. They yeah. do, and I mean, Cyborg is just fucking fantastic in the in the yeah. S- Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. Briefly, too, I, I I'm interested to see if DC goes the route that I think they may be with this new Robert Pattinson Batman, where they they do everything that Marvel doesn't, which is make sort of like do kind of what the Joker did, which is like very good one offs of DC characters. And, see, and that can be I would that love that too. too. Um, it's but, just that like they pick pick a lane, mm-hmm. do one or the other. Stop yeah. trying to make the DCEU a thing, mm-hmm. and then like being like, yeah. Uh, we'll see how it does, and then maybe it's a part of it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just make it a part of it, or don't, right. and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. There's like, a, like, there was something the other the other day I saw that was like a something about one of the characters in Birds of Prey, uh, or one of the characters in the Suicide Squad, uh, Savant, the guy at the beginning, mm-hmm. was locked up by the Black Canary. Which confirms that the Suicide Squad takes place in the same universe as Birds of Prey. Oh. And it's like, yeah, no fucking yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> they, made two mov- they made two movies connect in the smallest way possible. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> DC is crazy. DC is wild. 
Um, but yeah, because I'm definitely thinking this Batman movie is not gonna. They're not gonna be able to adapt that to any other because you're not. Well, it sounds like they're gonna kind of like that's gonna be its own little thing too. Like there are already spinoffs in the works. Oh, of the Batman. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Like they're, I, I think they're doing a thing where like what I was kind of worried Marvel might do with the multiverse opening up, where it's like this universe for Marvel, this universe for Marvel, this universe for Marvel. I think DC is going to go ahead and try and fucking do that. Like this Batman has this whole thing going on. This this group of characters, Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. has this thing going on, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like. You know, they get, get got to do it right, and they don't have a good track record. So it's right. like, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying because this is going to be me and Batman. Like, I watched that trailer, and I was like, Yo, I saw that trailer in the the theater for the No theater. Way Home for yeah. the first time because I hadn't seen that trailer in theaters. I'd only seen it on my fucking phone. Yeah, and like watching it in theaters, I was like, Oh fuck! Yeah, the the part where he was like beating the dude's head in, I was like, And Zoe Kravitz is sitting there like, Oh fuck! Like yeah. you beating this dude's head in. Yeah, I, the whole time I was thinking, so he doesn't kill, right? Or maybe he does. I don't fucking know. I think I think uh, we'll talk about that more here in a little. <laughs> we'll talk about that more here in a yeah. little bit. But Zack Snyder's pretty Justice sure League. Sure, that motherfucker would be dead. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> sure this motherfucker's killing people. Uh, but with that, Zack Snyder's Justice League rocks, and it's uh, it's number two on the year. Yeah, and with that, number one should be no surprise to anybody here with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And we know it's brand new, so we'll try our best to uh, spoil the shit out of it and get the fuck out of here if you haven't watched it. Uh, it's everything you wanted. From a from what we were told this could be, mm-hmm. it was like, well, that better be fucking true now. Yeah, better be fucking true. Or else y'all are going to be in some shit. It's like, I swear to God, I saw him walking on a set. He's walking on a set. Yep. What set is it? We don't know. He's but, walking onto a set. Oh, oh, there are leaks. He's. Uh, I wonder if movies do that. They'll be like, this movie is called Black and White, coming out in 2023. Uh, and it's actually. They do do that. Yeah. Do do. Uh, Star Wars, uh, actually, the sequel to, I think, it was, I think it was The Empire Strike Back or Return of the Jedi. It was called, like, Blue uh, Blue Harvest or something like that. Yeah. Like, was the so code people, name. So people didn't know when they were recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So I recording. Oh man, <laughs> this shit fucking blew me away. I absolutely love this movie, and uh, I I do get that it 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 may have started a bit slow, and uh, it does take a second to well, like, yeah. really get to the point. But, but you know, I needed to start slow. So but. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, no doubts about it. I think that this is the the um, grandest and most delivered on Spider Man movie. And they only grew in terms of that, and I feel like um, it offered a really good conclusion. But yeah, it was just kind of at the beginning. I was like, "Well, y- 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 you just feel sort of shaky about this whole thing because even seeing Doctor Octavius on screen, just seeing a lot of these things on screen is kind of jarring to you as a viewer. Yeah, because you're just kind of like, well, y'all are dealing in like." big shit here all right like what what's your plan with all of this is it going to be meaningful for your story as well as the stories that outlie all of these characters that you're just bringing in right and for the most part it does that and i think that um 
Yeah, villains wise, it's they they do a really good job paying attention to the story of the movies that came before the movies that came before and that they had nothing to do with, but they just kind of pick up on it and and I'm really encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, in terms of what the treatment of the multiverse will be mm-hmm. uh, going forward. Like if we do, uh, and I don't know how they'll how they'll manage like uh, X Men cameos and multiverse of madness, which there are already rumors that that's coming. Like Hugh Jackman, and Charles Xavier is like Patrick Stewart and shit. Like, uh, wait, they're bringing them into like uh, for cameos and multiverse oh, okay. of madness potentially. Okay. Uh, okay. And it's like kind of interesting, like how they like if they even try to address it, like story wise. Yeah. Like how do you, how do you manage that? Like how do you maintain the story whenever the X Men catalog itself doesn't really have a, a a great structure to it? Like you can't really yeah. find a continuity. There's there's a, a loose one, but it's not like there's it's, a very loose continuity to yeah. X Men. That that's kind of honestly, DC could look at X Men for an example of what it could be like to build a sort of cool sporadic universe but that's um, a good point yeah no i see what you're saying though about about that i will say i i think what's really really cool about spider-man no way home is we get the guys we grew up with back as spider-man i never got to watch Mm -hmm. toby Maguire in theaters as Mm spider-man i got i got that you know and i I grew up with him as spider-man so that was just fucking surreal uh I did see Andrew Garfield Spider Man in theaters, you know. Twenty twelve I was like I was I was there. We built the shit. Really? Uh, yeah. Andrew Garfield was one that I watched the least, I think. And I really like um, the Amazing Spider Man two. I do too. The Amazing Spider Man one was alright. But the Amazing Spider Man two really stuck with me, but that movie got kinda bad reviews as far as I remember. Yeah, and I think uh I think we're about to witness a little bit of a uh a more forgiving light on the Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies, just because I think that Andrew Garfield's, like for my money, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in this in this movie really, uh, like really shines. Like you really you can really feel like the passion that the actor has for the character a little bit, like mm-hmm. through through his performance, uh, in a way that I don't think uh, uh like, Go ahead. I was gonna say in a way that I don't think uh, Tobey Maguire really em- emulated in this very movie. However. It's a it's a different it's a different Peter you know like they they play yeah. they continued their characters perfectly well, and I I, I want to I think we may have said once upon a time something about Tobey Maguire being the best Spider Man Andrew Garfield being the best part of P- Peter Parker <laughs> part of Peter <laughs> part of Peter <laughs> um, that's and, fucking funny uh, uh, Tom Holland being the best combination of yeah. the two. And I mean, I think that kind of does make sense because I, I enjoy, um, I don't know. I, I look to them in sort of stereotypical roles immediately when they're introduced because you're like, Oh, you got the OG. You've got the one that started kind of flustered compared to these two. Right. Um, and then you've got Tom Holland, the, the up and coming one. And so he's trying to, and they feed right. This is all fan service, right? And it's done beautifully. They're like, he's it's gonna the most, learn. It's the most well executed fan service I've ever yeah. seen in my life. He's like he's gonna learn from your this Spider Man from your childhood. Like yeah. that's fucking amazing. Like no, no, like the way that the way that it works out. You know, yeah. like you can now, in theory, watch Spider Man one, two, three, the Amazing Spider Man one and two, 
Spider-Man Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home, and it'll play as a saga, mm-hmm. which is like, like obviously not like a perfect saga. It's not like yeah. every single bit of the first few movies is wrapped, like the first five movies is wrapped up. Right. But like, regardless, you're sit you're you're sitting pretty satisfied with where like how the villains get something of a redemption and mm-hmm. how the I mean Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man gets quite the redemption in No yeah. Way Home that um just put a smile on my face whenever yeah mj's no. like are you all right he's oh. already crying he's like exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but that's what i'm saying i'm like i i feel like i feel like they can uh they were able to highlight those aspects of the characters that endeared them to us right. and and shine shine it on that like whether or not they do another andrew garfield spider-man the uh, No Way Home is successful because it shows you what you did enjoy about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, right. which was the emotional resonance on, yep. uh, of particularly uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 to me. I'll just say that one because I just think that movie was a really hard hitter. Oh, I really, really like that movie, like, dude. That movie was like a... It was a good... Just like uh, Gwen, between Gwen and... Uh, yeah, it was just a good love Peter. story. Like it was just a good love story yeah. like throughout. Um I am I guess sort of well so and the funny thing about Toby Maguire's uh Spider-Man. Oh great, it's just some guy. Is <laughs> is that <laughs> that's funny. It, it 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 seems like he his his role in the movie is kind of similar to his role in life where he comes back and like oh you were great <laughs> you <Yeah>. were amazing <laughs> and we respect you but man like you just how did like we're like they kind of make fun of him in a, a couple places oh i mean they make they make fun of uh they make fun of toby and andrew both pretty hard i think yeah uh you know the whole like peter three like <laughs> of course like of yeah. course you would think i'm the third peter you know like because yeah. it is typically regarded you know toby and Tom have the best movies and Andrew yeah. just kind of caught the short short end of the stick, you yeah. know. And I think they they break the like the the interesting thing about this movie for me is that like in a medium movies where you're like supposed to be in the world. Mm-hmm. Nothing's supposed to pull you out. Mm-hmm. This movie is full of stuff that pulls you out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh and, like literally all of these other characters showing up is you connecting them to other movies that were not previously connected and going right. oh shit that's from this oh shit mm-hmm. that's from this and like you're not really supposed to do that during movies yeah. however if it's executed properly as it was here and now I feel like I could watch all the Spider-Man movies and feel satisfied you know right. what I'm saying no that's a, that's a really cool really cool thing that they've done there I, I really enjoyed the the little quip too where they were making fun of Tobey Maguire for having organic web shooters <laughs> which was a thing that I never had really consciously thought about from the spider from the original or that the, shit comes out of him yeah <laughs> they're just like you don't need web shooters he's like dude like these are these oh are like, what is that <laughs> where else does it come out yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is that like like the only place it comes out of uh you guys, uh, and like their interactions, like that's, it's what you dreamed of, you know, like, like yeah. seeing them three together, like, uh, so, uh, what, what, what are you, what are some of the craziest guys you fought? And it's like, well, you've met some of them. And yeah. Toby Maguire's like, I fought an alien once made of black goo. And, uh, and Tom's like, oh, yeah, I fought an alien, uh, 
up in space and he he was like big and purple and he wanted to he wanted stones and and Andrew's like, man, I'm lame. Big. I've never, I've never fought an alien. I'd like to fight an alien. I'm still on the fact that you, you fought an alien in space. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, are they just gonna kind of like, because like I'm thinking about sort of. I don't, I don't mean to know, brag, but I was in the Avengers. I want, I want to talk about sort of what this movie sets up, though, because it is far more exciting than. It's like be, like we are going to be reintroduced to Spider-Man, and they're not doing that because this latest version of Spider-Man failed for once. They're doing it because it's going to be that much better. Well, and what's interesting is they, they, they did it in a really natural way yeah. that, like, I, I didn't anticipate it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wanted to leave this movie with the – like, it, when I say this movie was legitimately everything I wanted mm-hmm. – like going into the movie, I thought about everything I wanted, and then they literally did every <laughs> single fucking thing. <laughs> like, like no, like Super at clarifying. the end, like I'm going into this movie thinking, like, man, I really want this movie to end with Peter Parker in a dump ass apartment by mm-hmm. himself, making his own suit, doing his own fuck. <laughs> the exact ending of the fucking movie. And that's then I didn't even I didn't even go into it thinking about that because I, I was so like not expecting them to do a traditional Spider-Man story that I was caught off guard when they went the direction of traditional Spider-Man, which is, you know, the apartment. Making and they did it suit. in like the most like you tell me in the Toby and Andrew era, mm-hmm. we're going to get a Spider-Man who gets his his identity erased from existence by a wizard named Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And then he'll become the Spider-Man you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck are you talking well, about yeah, right and it, now? And it provides, because it's all, my question, my simple question was, how are they going to age Tom Holland's Spider-Man? Because the motherfucker seems young. And I get Tom Holland's growing as an actor. He started out, he was kind of young. Um, but it's just like, how, is, how are they going to make him not feel like a teenager anymore to me? Um, and they do that by Mature. deleting his history to everyone else. And then having him still be there so that he can be like, yeah, none of you all remember me, but I was there when we fought Thanos. Like, yeah. And I, I'm wondering what they're going to do about because, like, people remember Spider-Man. But they yeah, the way Happy Hogan was like, how'd you know her? And he says, through Spider-Man. And he goes, like, me too. Yeah. It's like, And then, like, how are MJ and Ned still friends? Yeah, right. Like, I, I'm, I'm interested in how it's they're going to do all of that. But it makes you feel as if he is back where Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man started, yeah. kind of. It, and this is at the end of uh, the first arc of his character development, right. <laughs> and that's that's really that's a really this good. This is the prequel trilogy. Yeah, that's it's the prequel trilogy. Yeah, and nobody really realizes what we were getting. I think I don't think anybody. Really no, no, it. I don't like I because I talked about this on the Spider-Man No Way Home episode just uh, just this past Friday. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. But like what we typically think of as Spider-Man's origin story. You know, he gets bit by the spider, Uncle Ben dies. With great power comes great responsibility. Go be Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, we thought we skipped that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, we come into Homecoming and it's like, that's our, like that's already yeah. happened. He is Spider-Man. Yeah, and then they're like... And then it's like, no, no. He's just been bit by the fucking spider. This whole fucking trilogy is his origin story Uh and it's like oh my fucking god like as soon as i finish no way home it immediately enhances the shit out of homecoming and far from home Mm -hmm. and they were already i already loved those movies oh yeah 
So it was just like, holy fucking shit, this this just couldn't have gone a better way. Yeah, no, they they were they were very um, well thought out, and I think from the beginning they've been saying that they want Spider Man to be a big character in the next phase of Marvel movies, and I've all I was always like. I mean, I get that, but I don't see him as, like, a leader in the MCU or the, by any means. Oh, now it's like nobody knows who the fuck he is. So nobody like, knows who the fuck he himself. is, and he's been, like, he he has, I think he's had one of the most, um, like, important, art. like, he's, he's dealt with shit that is... Pressing to the... Very pressing. Yeah, like the multiverse? Yeah. That's about to be a big fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. what what is interesting about this this spell where everyone on the world forgets who Peter Parker is? Are we have since these runes wrapped around Earth? There is one very important line in this movie that makes me go, Ah, what's that? Nick Fury's been off planet for a year. Mm-hmm. If everyone in the world forgets who Peter Parker is and the runes wrap around Earth, mm. is anyone who is off planet still remember who Peter Parker is? That's such, that would be such a cool way to bring Nick Fury back. Like, because you know when he comes back, he's got to come back and, like, know more than he's supposed to know. Like, yeah. he's got to come back and, like, not... Elevated step, his fucking game. Be, be, like, come back and already be three steps ahead. In order to be like, so I see what you did here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good job. You should have done this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and, like, so, like, I thought about that and, like, Captain Marvel in mm-hmm. Endgame. Hey, Peter Parker, I'll take that. And she takes the Infinity Gauntlet from him. She's off-world. She'll still know who Peter Parker is. Thor should still know who Peter Parker is. Like, yeah. there are still tons of characters who know who Peter Parker is. Yeah. They're just not on Earth. Yeah, that's uh, fair. And, and that's that's what's interesting, though, is because it's like, will that ever be relevant? Probably, like, probably not. The only, um, the only place where it could be is probably Nick Fury. Uh-huh. Uh, and even that, I see them kind of not distancing Tom Holland from the rest of the MCU, but like... For a time, really, really doing a solo thing with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that they, they should, because whatever iteration of the Avengers they do next, he's probably going to be involved. Oh, I, 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 I think that's so. what people want to, like, they, like, you know, we got him there at the end, but the whole time that the Avengers were around, people were like, but where's Spider-Man? And they were like, Sony's got him. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get to we'll it try. later. We'll try. And then they did it. No, yeah. I, I I read something somewhere recently that, like, there was some sort of contract stipulation that prevented the MCU from uh, using Uncle Ben. Really? Which is why there's, like, never so much as a mention of his name. Huh. Yeah. Like, because that, that's weird. Yeah. You know, like, that makes me think, like, oh, so it has to be a legal thing. If his name is never even mentioned, yeah. they never even say Uncle Ben or Ben Parker until No Way Home when it's Tobey Maguire's saying it. Yeah, yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? So, like, I wonder if it was, like, until this movie there was some sort of contract stipulation that was, like, y'all can't do any of this shit. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. They're real They're real technical about that. Right. Um, But I do want to say... Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. Like, I don't know what it is. Benedict Cumberbatch is probably top three actor right now. 
dude, love that dude. Like, period. Like, I don't know anyone else who who he he was. He is Sherlock. Like, he is yeah. Sherlock Holmes. He is also Doctor Strange. So there was a moment where he was doing the spell there, and I was like, I don't even have ex- like extensive experience with Doctor Strange, but. This is Doctor Strange. Like, there's no they one else fucking could nailed be it. Him. It had to be Benedict Cumberbatch. No, yeah, like he's he's in that pantheon of like RDJ as Iron Man. Yeah, like that just yeah. fucking like fits. you can't see you can't see anyone else. That's just like, the way uh, it had to be. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Chris Fury. Chris Evans had to be had to be uh, Captain America. Uh, I mean, shit. I'm honestly, trying to think. J. Jonah Jameson has to be. Oh, uh, J. Uh, uh, J. K. Simmons. J. K. Simmons has to be J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's. <laughs> what did they do about that? Uh, my guess is that, like, that's well, so funny. you remember in Loki, like variants can look like you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. so like, I think they were just going with that. Yeah. Uh, but I was. I wonder if they were thinking about because they've had J. Jonah Jameson in it the whole time. Uh, he popped up at the end of Far From Home. Well, oh, he 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 hadn't been in it uh, before then. No, yeah, like him popping up at the end oh, of Far okay. From Home, being like, "And this is the kicker, folks." It was supposed to be like, "Oh shit, yeah, it's J. Jonah Jameson." Which were yeah, I don't. That was probably good that they didn't introduce the. Uh, or I, I don't know. I don't know what that what, what implications that would have had for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man because <laughs> that would mean that they're in the same universe if they had introduced the multiverse by the time that they had shown that scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then the multiverse would also account for that actually not being Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man; it actually just being a very Jameson. Yeah, yeah. In a different. Yeah, exactly. No, it's all very confusing. Yeah, so ult- ultimately, very... they're never going to explain it. No, no, they won't. <laughs> they don't it's need just, to. They don't need to. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. That's that's the top comic book movie of 2021 for my money, and there's just no doubt about it. Oh yeah, and I mean the thing is, like, is it? It's not even have any of the. Uh... I don't know actually. I don't think it. I feel like Marvel movies in general kind of stray from the comics like a lot more. I don't. Think oh yeah. That, like when I think of DC stories, I think of what comic stories. What comic story are they going to be telling in this particular DC movie? With the Marvel movies, like the they're I weird. They're usually adapted with uh, a few stark changes. Right. Like, like the Civil War comics, radically, radically different than yeah. the Civil War movie. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, like they they more take the story and name, or take elements of the story and then plug it into a completely different story. Like Doctor Strange erasing P- Peter Parker is a comic book story mm-hmm. that has happened in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it usually leads into a Mephisto story arc that we probably won't be getting here. Uh, Mephisto, that's funny. Oh well, yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. You wanna. I think talk that about some shows. let's talk about some shows if you want. Uh, yeah, so 2021 was loaded. The MCU uh, absolutely dominated 2021 with WandaVision, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, What If, and uh, the ongoing Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing really, really fucking good with this shit. The TV shows they are really, are. really awesome. They're doing phenomenal with um, the Marvel TV shows, and I, I'm yeah, utterly surprised that they've been able to extend on the movies in meaningful ways with these TV shows while not 
I guess, forgetting that they are still adding to the MCU. People are looking for them to add to the MCU. Right. No, yeah, I feel you for sure. I think that, like, uh, and they're adding in, like, really, me- like, really, really meaningful ways. Like, yeah. Wanda, WandaVision enhanced, like, after you watch WandaVision, go watch Age of Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War again because you'll love Wanda and Vision's story in that. You know what I'm saying? Loki enhances all of Loki's appearances. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier, Sam Sam and fucking Bucky have been mm-hmm. elevated like fucking crazy because of that. Oh, yeah. And far and away, the most elevating a show has been for any character for me is Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't, I never fucked with Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And now I fuck with Hawkeye. Fair uh, enough. I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier are kind of like that for me because I never fucked with either of them, and now I definitely fuck with them. I actually did not like Falcon like no shit. for a long time. I I just like was like like what, oh is this Captain America's black best friend? Oh, he's got oh guy with wings. <laughs> yeah, like I was just like who the fuck even like why? And honestly, I I didn't like the actor. Um, what's his name? Anthony Mackie. Yeah, he's Anthony grown as he's grown a lot as an actor though in he, recent I, years. I think he's grown too. He seemed like a he seemed like a um like a cookie cutter shield person. I don't know. Like he just seemed like he seemed like a fucking the girl who plays Robin in um How I Met Your Mother. Oh, he felt like her character kind of like just kind of this like standard shield character in Marvel. Gotcha. And like gotcha. not really. Well, and that that is kind of the danger of introducing characters as, uh, for me, introducing characters as federal agents and military men. Yeah. Uh, because it it immediately puts them in a place where I'm like, like the reasons you like Spider Man and Iron Man and stuff is because like they they weren't they're not directly tied to the U S government. I mean, right. Stark was a little bit, but. You know, as, as, and for, like I guess that's like a personal beef with the with right, the United right. States in general thing, but like that's part of why I never fucked with Hawkeye. You know, that dude's a Fed. Yeah, and it's clear. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I wouldn't call him a Fed necessarily. He is a government weapon. I think he's probably more against the government. Though. What side was he on in Civil War? Was he he was War? yes, he was, and he was on the side of Cap. Yeah, he was on Cap's side. Yeah. So that makes sense. He's cutthroat. He's yeah, cutthroat. He, he's cutthroat. That's for sure. Which, honestly, yeah, enhancing Hawkeye a lot. No, that, it, that's that's the thing is that like I wouldn't have I, like what you said. Like he's a government weapon. Yeah, I'm with that a lot more after watching Hawkeye. Oh. You know, like you you get a much more sympathetic view of him and him expressing how he feels about what he's gone through because yeah. all we've seen is shit happen to him. Right. We haven't seen how he's handled any of it besides going on a murder spree. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to go off on a limb here and say that wasn't the right move. Yeah. Uh, and now you see you see him in a little bit better light here in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of shows, one, it's like um, I, I really like having Kate Bishop there because it's sort of like the things that seem for Kate Bishop insurmountable tasks where you're like, how is she going to get through this obstacle? Hawkeye shows up and he just handles it. And you're just kind of like, does that take the fun out out of it? No, because I didn't think that they would be able to deal with this problem. And Hawkeye seemingly dealt with it with no issue. And it reminds you of like Oliver Queen's sort of very much vibe where he's where you're just kind of like, 
how do you even do that with a bow and arrow? And he, when he goes and does it, and you're like, mm, right. and you're like, okay, I forgot that you're actually like a really smart dude and yeah. tactically brilliant. Like yeah. you, you actually know how to do shit a lot, like really well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know how to, you know how to win fights. You shouldn't win. Yeah, exactly. And here's here's my uh, my prediction. We're five episodes in. Sixth is a couple days from now. Uh, the finale of what I believe will be season one. Uh, I think there will be a second season of Hawkeye. I think that that revelation will be revealed to us next week or in the, within the next couple of days. And uh, I think the main character in season two will be Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. And therein, I, what I'm hoping for right now, where I'm sitting, if if Kingpin stick with me here Kingpin murders Hawkeye or gets Eleanor Bishop Kate's mom to shoot and murder Hawkeye no Hawkeye's not getting caught lacking I'm sorry Hawkeye's not getting caught lacking unless it's some situation in which it's, it's complete and utter bullshit like it's something that's like yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like, and my thing is that like every superhero has this tragic fucking origin story, and I don't think there'd be a better tragic origin story for Kate Bishop than her mom murdered her idol, and then yeah, it turns out she was working with the king. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, she just found that out at the end of the last episode, right? I yeah. was when they did that. I felt like I was like twenty minutes into the episode. Yeah, like, like they, that, was, that like, was a quick damn, episode. I was like, fuck, it's over already? Like, yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm really excited for this week's, though. It's going to yeah. be good. But yeah, that's, that's, and I think that season two of Hawkeye, uh, the immediate supporting castmate will be Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova, and it'll be kind of a Hawkeye and the Black Widow. Yeah. Passing it from. Clint Barton and Natasha well, Romanoff. So I've, I've heard rumors about possibly a Young Avengers. Yeah. And that's the thing is that if it hasn't been announced, they're gonna have to get on it, right? Because they're not gonna be young for like they're not gonna be that young for long. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. But I mean, what's the benefit of doing Young Avengers? Because I mean, honestly, I don't feel, I don't feel like Young Avengers is taking on Galactus. Young Avengers is no, not no, no, no. taking on. You know, I could see them Kane. taking on. I could. Uh, furthermore, I could see them taking on a character like, uh, like the Kingpin, and like, could, yeah. and like the Power Broker, Sharon Carter, characters like that. Like, I could see that a lot more. Like a real world threat, crime boss sort of thing, not intergalactic, yeah. multiversal implication. Yeah. <laughs> the Power Broker. It's fucking funny. Just a fucking hilarious character because it's like they really acted like you did not know who the power broker was the whole time. Well, and that was the thing is that like they were like Tillman got to the point where he was like, it's not Sharon because they are pointing too obviously to the to the point that it is Sharon. So like he was like, either they're really bad at trying to surprise us. Yeah. (laughs) Or they're head faking the shit out of us. Uh, Yeah. Turns out they're just really bad at trying to surprise us. No, yeah, it was like it was like, oh, you're the power broker. Who saw that coming? <laughs> I swear, I was like, that's this is the weakest part of the show because I know they're setting some shit up for later down the hey, line. And I ain't even gonna cap. 
Have I talked to you about how the formula is getting a little bit more set in for the Marvel shows? No, I don't think so. I don't know if you noticed, but literally every single one of them is like, who is actually the problem here? Who is the villain? What are we doing here? Second to last episode, this is who you need to be mad at. Hmm. This is this is who's been the problem this whole time. WandaVision, it was Agatha Harkness. Falcon the Winter Soldier, the power broker was revealed to be Sharon Carter. Uh, in uh, Loki, Loki he who remains shows up in the last episode. Hawkeye, Kingpin shows up in the second <laughs> to last episode. So like, you're it, on to something. Yeah, like they, they're they're banking too much on the week to week. People will talk about it if there's a mystery. I just want to know what the fuck the villain's doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't want it to be a re- reveal. Right. I, like sometimes, like the fact that Kingpin has apparently been a part of this story. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not make that evident to us from the get-go? Mm-hmm. Or not evident. They did kind of, they, they allude to it, but like, why not make it a part of the story immediately? Right. It's just, it's just an interesting, and like, I do, I do like it. You know, like, it's always exciting. Like, the formula works. There's a reason it's the formula. Right. Uh, it's entertaining as hell. It's just, you know, sometimes, hit me with something new, you they, know? They are getting And then in What If fucking Ultron shows up in the second to last episode and he's the big problem in the last episode. So like they Yep. Yeah. That's their thing. That's what they've done with the show so far. And like I'm o- I'm okay with it. I swear to God though, if to if if on Wednesday Maya dies, I'm going to have a problem. Yeah. And I don't think she is. She's got Echo. Like there's a series, a spin-off series with her in the works. But if they were to kill off Carly Morgenthau and Maya Lopez... Are they going to do an Echo spinoff series? Yeah. I didn't feel like Echo was a big enough character. I think that they're... And that's what's also really interesting is the, the fact that they've kind of like hardly introduced her. Yeah. Uh, I She's been a part of the, sh- the show, obviously, but yeah. she's got like a really obvious singular tunnel vision going on. Yeah. Uh. So I'm interested what her role in the finale is, uh, and what it will be going forward. Guess to kill Hawkeye. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I also really want it. Like this interaction between Yelena and Hawkeye, I think is going to be. They've built that up quite a bit. Oh yeah! As soon as, as soon as uh, Clint can sit down and talk to Yelena. And be like, yeah. yo. Well, but no, I fear your sister was even, my best friend. I fear it doesn't even get there. Like, I fear, oh, you fear one of them has to kill the other before it's well, too Elena late. Elena is very headstrong, yeah. and she's very about that action. Hawkeye is not the greatest at communication. No, no. So who knows? I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I am too. But uh, moving on from the Marvel shows, since they. They had a plurality, and we talked about them extensively on the podcast and episodic format for WandaVision, The Falcon, The Winter Soldier, and Loki uh, with podcasts on What If, and now a couple episodes where me and Tavares have talked about Hawkeye quite a bit. So, moving away from that, uh, in the DC realm, Titans and Doom Patrol on HBO Max uh, released uh, both, each of them I think was their third season, Uh Uh, and I couldn't I couldn't. Maybe it was just that there was so much other content. 
that it was just kind of like, I don't care enough about this. But I tried. I watched the first two episodes of both of them. And uh-huh. both and I have watched the first two episodes and the rest of the episodes of other series. So yeah, I'm like, maybe this just wasn't doing it for me. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think with the DC TV shows, at least, they're, um, they're, they're trying to kind of fill the void that the CW has left in a lot of ways, I feel like, with right. the way that their shows are written, because I, I, I don't, they, they take things a lot more serious than the CW does. The CW is just utterly gimmicky at times. It is. Um, it is. Have you seen this most recent thing on the Flash of Reverse Barry Allen? Flash? Yeah, and it's like, well, I've actually heard <laughs> that like this season of Flash, like if there was one you were gonna like re- like yeah. just go ahead and hop back in on, it was this one. I've, I've heard that too. I've heard that too. But it's because they went back to the same storyline they've tired out like three times already. <laughs> they were just like instead of Reverse Flash, Barry is Reverse Flash. <laughs> They'll fucking love this one, guys. <laughs> I'm like, just fucking name the show Bear, like, Flat the Flash in Reverse Flash. Bro. <laughs> that's the only thing that's getting the show watched is when you introduce the Reverse Flash. <laughs> I will say, I will say, CW has nailed one show for sure since it's kind of mostly declined. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman and Lois. Okay. Uh, this this show's really fucking good. I haven't watched that one yet. Huh? Uh it's it's one of my favorite favorite Superman adaptations, if not my favorite Superman adaptation. Tyler mm-hmm. Hecklin rocks uh Lois Lane is my favorite Lois Lane we've ever gotten and mm-hmm. the the whole premise is them raising a family. You got John uh John Kent and uh oh his brother. I want to say Josh, but that sounds wrong. Uh maybe I'm right. I don't know. Uh, I watched it a while ago. It came out a long time ago. You can't hold me accountable yeah. for this. Uh, uh-huh. it was a. Uh, it's it's really it's really really good. And uh, it's it's. They're they've moved from Metropolis to Smallville. Okay. Uh, in an effort to focus more on the family. Okay. And uh, so instead of Clark growing up in Smallville. Well, I, well, I think he still grew up in Smallville. Yeah. He's just raising his kids in Smallville as mm-hmm. well. Uh, instead of Metropolis. I don't think you've ever seen. I've ever seen a Superman with kids. It's it's like it's one of the most like it's the reason this story is compelling is because Superman's a dad mm-hmm. like it's him figuring out how to balance it like mm-hmm. how to be Superman and also be a good father to his kids. What sort of threats is he dealing? Because I feel like, especially in the CW universe, the problem was in a lot of ways was like the strongest hero was never fucking around for all of these like massive world altering right, events. Right. So. They've got the multiverse thing going right now, uh, in in yeah. the CW. So, the guy, the the villain, as as it, as it stood in uh, Superman and Lois, and I don't want to dive too deeply into it to avoid spoilers, but he is a a a person from another reality where Superman has gone dark, uh, joined his fellow. Um, Kryptonians and turned against humanity instead of joining humanity and fighting against the Kryptonians and uh, in that reality apparently it goes the exact it's gone the exact same way that it has in this reality it's just that one thing goes different this guy who's trying to stop Superman is married to Lois Lane 
in the other reality. What the fuck? Yeah. So like, it's really Is good. It Batman? No, 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 no. It's a, it's, it's actually kind of confusing because I'm not into, like. You'll have to watch. His last name's Luther, though. It's not Lex Luther. It's not Lex Luther, though. So it's like, what are we doing here? Um, and I'm not well versed enough in Superman lore to like know who the character is. Like, so I feel a little bad talking about it. But like, he's like, it's 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 a really good season of television. You know, honestly, I'm not really well versed. I don't see many things. Period about Superman comics as much as I do Batman comics or Flash comics. Or maybe that's just because what that's. I'm more interested in those characters. Who knows? And see, I, I've always been more interested in all the other DC characters. For some yeah. reason, Superman just never really Superman did it for me. Really I think it's just because either. like he's, he's the ultimate power. Ultimate. Yeah, like it's like he's I don't want to watch this dude. I want to watch this. like he. This here's a dude that technically can't lose. Yeah, <laughs> like, unless you have this very specific yeah. element. Yeah, from a different planet. Uh. Uh, but no, man, this. Uh, Superman and Lois was definitely just a really, really good, good show. And, uh, I, if there's any CW show you should get back into, I strongly recommend Superman and Lois. Okay. And, uh, the last two, oh, oh, last few. Let's touch on a couple Marvel ones. I'll just, for a second, uh, Hit Monkey and Marvel's Modoc. Yeah. These are both on Hulu, both animated, both hilarious. Uh, Hit Monkey has a little bit more of a, a sad undertone. I've only watched a couple episodes of it. But I can already tell it's a little bit more sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel's Modoc is straight up funny. Uh, that shit is just hilarious. Okay. Strongly recommend that one. Uh, voiced by Patton Oswalt. Uh, I love Patton Oswalt. I do too. And he is fantastic as Modoc. Yeah. And it's another one of those where he's raising a family. He's got a daughter who has the same thing going on yeah. as him. So uh, <laughs> was there... she's got her own floating chair. And <laughs> was Was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finished this year? Or was that last year? Oh fuck! I think that was this year. That might have been this year. I never, I, I never, I never got back it. into it. I never got back into it. Too. I really loved that show for. Oh, a I loved time. it for a few seasons, man. Like there, those first five, uh, well, really first three, and then it like kind of loses steam and kind of pulls it back together in uh-huh. an exciting way a little bit, and then loses it. Like Agents of Shield's a really confusing one because it's like it like it was, and it's those later seasons too. The the first three four seasons. Oh, I love that show for the first few seasons. And then, like, you take a dip. Then you come back to, like, Ghost Rider and stuff, and you're like, okay, this is cool. And then you take another dip. Then we're doing this time-traveling thing where we're in the future, and Kree have destroyed the Earth, and it's like, what the fuck's going on here? that wasn't too terrible, but then they were like, uh, Coulson's back. As a villain. Coulson's back, and it's not actually Coulson. I know why I didn't watch this last season, because they went back in time. You remember? Uh, yes, yes. They went through arrows, <laughs> and I was like, I just don't want to see period piece right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, they did. They went back in time. <laughs> yeah, I'll get, I'll get to it. You know, I will it. watch it one yeah. at some point. It just won't be anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and lastly, uh, one of if not the best. Uh, superhero TV show of the year was Invincible on Amazon Prime. Many will consider it the best superhero show of the year. Uh, Just front to back fucking entertaining, a mystery that keeps you on the edge of your seat, unlike these other Marvel shows where it's kind of like, 
I can kind of actually tell exactly what's going on, but are you yeah. head faking me? Yeah. Uh, this, it's like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Please tell me. <laughs> uh, and they bring it together. It's really satisfying. And then they're like, season two is going to be even, even a fucking crazier. So yeah. it's like, Invincible's just, I can't recommend Invincible enough. That's uh, wild. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, that's kind of what we got here for 2021 in terms of, uh, comic book movies and TV shows. Yeah, not a, I don't know, Marvel, Still kind of killing it. Still kind of killing it. Saw someone the other day. I was like, "What about quote superhero fatigue?" Nah, man, that's no. nowhere near. No, no, it's like saying anime fatigue in Japan. Like, no. No, we found we found the thing that we're, that America is good at. Yeah, we make superhero well, movies. I mean, but that's 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 another weird thing. Is like anime in Japan is the equivalent of our superheroes. Like Naruto is fucking. Superman, yeah. like they just conceptualize it in different ways. But yeah. They do things that bring together all of those universes. They don't spend as much time. Like we're much more logical than um, the sort. We're of like we need a mechanic. To, we need mechanics to the yeah, universe, like, well, man. What's the exact? Like how the fuck? Batman just can't show up in a Doctor Strange movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we really are like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, but like, here's the thing: what if he fucking did? What? If what would did? you do then? Like, and like, you didn't have any quite like, mm-hmm. like it just happens, and you're just like, yeah. what if they had Spider-Man versus fucking Batman? <laughs> Is that the worst thing in the fucking world? No, no. I would watch that. <laughs> I watch the shit out of it. Batman. <laughs> That's how I know Disney's gonna buy DC one day, and it's gonna be a problem <laughs> for all of us. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, man, shit. Uh, you want you want a little twenty twenty two previews? Just like we got the Batman coming next Batman. year. Batman, uh, Morbius in January. Yeah, that the Morbius trailer was kind of interesting and slightly terrifying. Yeah, it looks freaky. And have you like noticed that like there's a whole bunch of mixed messaging in terms of what universe it's taking place in? Mm-mm. Uh, so. It's there's a whole bunch of references to, uh, like Andrew Garfield's reality. Hmm. Uh, the Oscorp that exists is the same Oscorp building that is in Andrew Garfield's reality, and because Willem Dafoe in No Way Home says Oscorp doesn't exist here, someone yeah, that's else what like, I was thinking. I was like, doesn't I exist Oscorp in the MCU. Doesn't exist in the MCU. It doesn't exist in the MCU, but MCU's Vulture is in Morbius. Michael Keaton, when he's like, hey, Dr. Mike, we should stay in touch. Yeah. That's Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. And the background of of one of these shots is a uh, spray painting of Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, with the words murderer spray painted over it. Okay. So it's just kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? Is this some sort of just like weird alternate reality where like, all of these realities have kind of like yeah come into one yeah which is just an interesting little concept that is an interesting concept i have no idea and, and so blake comes out next year too right i don't remember if that's a 2022 one or if that'll end up being 2023 however there's a whole bunch of shit on the horizon yeah marvel marvel is definitely dipping their toe into the more adult theme i'm sure for sure movies which i'm interested to kind of see because those i think 
if if they keep at this level of success with each product they put out, that's gonna be insane. Like, that's the thing is that like, even though Shang Chi and Black Widow didn't like, they didn't obviously didn't put up Spider Man No Way Home numbers. Mm-hmm. They put up the best fucking numbers of the last two years. Besides yeah. that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no superhero fatigue. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I do get the uh, the whole, like, superhero movies are ruining cinemas. And it's like, well, no, they're the only thing keeping cinemas open, actually, at yeah, the moment. kind of. Pretty much. Uh, people just want to watch fucking superheroes for some reason. But well, I mean, give like... people what they want. For example, this weekend, Spider-Man No Way Home made... 250 million or something like that and West Side Story made three. Oh god. Yeah like it's like yeah who went to go see something other than Spider-Man <laughs> like at the movie theater I went to every theater every fucking theater was playing Spider-Man and I think I've heard of like Marvel or whatever buying out theaters for that purpose. And see that's Boosie like that part of it kind of sucks. Like, the fact that uh, House of Gucci came out n- in November. I cannot see it at my AMC anymore. What the fuck is House because, of Gucci? Because uh, it's got Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto. Didn't even hear, hear about that. Oh, yeah, it's about, even, it's yeah, about, the, it's about the Gucci's who founded Gucci. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Have you seen it? No, it sounds awesome, though, and I wanted to see it, Yeah, but I couldn't. Yeah. So and and like that was when I was like, I get it. <laughs> I was like, I do kind of get it. All right. So Spider Man No Way Home shows up, and now I can't see any of like the yeah the regular fucking movies. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Right. That's wild. Yeah, it is. But uh, regardless, they are undoubtedly what's keeping movie theaters open. Uh-huh. Uh Superhero movies, because yeah. without them no money would be being made at the box office. It's not that superhero movies are attracting attention away from the other films. It's that the masses don't want to go see artisan films. They want to see fucking roller coaster films and amusement park films. And I mean, I think artisan films are becoming um, much more... the, the, The bar is getting higher at the same time as they're making less money on average. Right. Right. Shit, man. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, we got Matrix coming out in, what, two days? Two days, Matrix is out. I'm excited for that. I am beyond excited. I need to rewatch Matrix. That's what I'm going to do. That's what what I'm going to do the next few days. I'm going to rewatch the Matrix trilogy and then... uh, Because I I, I think I told you this before, though. The older I get when I watch the Matrix movies, they, they come through on a different... Because they are asking deeply 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 existential questions in the matrix like questions that have troubled academics for centuries (laughs) nobody knows the answers socrates was wondering socrates was wondering (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's actually based on i think a lot of the matrix is based on uh gene beaujard's writings though who's a postmodernist um, writing about the simulacra, which is the idea that um, 
yeah, we li- it's it's the idea that we live in a simulation, except it's much more theoretically nuanced than that. It's not. Like, it's not just we're in a simulation, like, man. Hey, Elon Musk, are we in a simulation? Is this all just ones and zeros? Like, no, it's it's more like, are do we like simulate our own behavior in a way? Do we behave in a in a in, in a, a way, way that's that a projection of ourselves instead right. of what we are truly at, like exactly are. yeah no and it, it's not it's not reducible to are we so in we're inside a screen yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are not just some mechanical but, device but on matrix, someone's shelf but the matrix contextualizes it that way and it still is able to communicate these very you know like high level ideas about what is what is real what right. is not real right I wish they were coming out with the Matrix game. That shit would be insane. That's, I mean, it's got to be down the, down the road somewhere, right? Like, they'll eventually do a Matrix game. I don't know. I don't know. I showed you that thing with the Unreal Engine, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I, I just, I can't get beyond it. I'm like, that game would be so cool. That game would be so fucking awesome. That game would be so fucking cool. So fucking cool. I've been revisiting. Have you heard about the Spider-Man, the uh, Spider-Man remastered controversy yeah. thing? Oh, I haven't heard about controversy. I mean, not controversy, but people are just kind of like, what fucking happened? Why did you change Peter Parker? Oh, to look like a new fucking guy? Yeah, and so apparently, and I haven't played Miles Morales, but he's already changed him. Yeah, they already changed him in Miles Morales. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That was was weird, because I saw it, and I was like... That's not the Spider-Man. I thought the other guy looked fine. No, yeah, I did too, and like, I I remember, I and I don't have like any like actual beef with it, uh, but I remember the first time I did open up like Miles Morales's game and I played it, I was like, "Oh, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah." Like it was just not who I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about getting Miles Morales. I kind of want to. I've been playing Spider Man again. The game's fucking fun. Watching the movie. Well, yeah, that's like like my. <laughs> what's fucking crazy is my mind's been dominated by Spider Man. There's a new fucking Star Wars show in in like a little over a week. Oh fuck, man! Or uh, Book of Boba, Boba, Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. What. That's a little over a week. Ten, uh, nine days away. Nice. It's 29th. Nice. Yeah. Love some good stuff to watch and talk about. Oh, dude, we'll have so much good shit. That, that's, like, we're just going to be saturated with content mm-hmm. from here until eternity, it seems like. I will, never, I will never have to worry about being entertained again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Like, like there used to be stints where it was like, God, we haven't gotten anything new and exciting in mm-hmm. in, in months, and, and now it's like, COVID. now it's like, God, it's been two weeks, and we haven't gotten a new episode of something, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> pretty much. And that, and we won't have to go a stretch like that for a while, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but hell yeah, I think that's that. I think that's that as well. That was twenty twenty one in uh, comic book movies and shows. Uh, I was Colton Robertson, joined by Tavares Pennington. Thank you very much, my homie. Oh yes. Oh always, yes. Always happy to be here. Always happy to have you, and it certainly will not be the last time in the foreseeable future. You'll be back very soon. Uh, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find uh, well over 21 hours of exclusive content at this point. Not available anywhere else. Uh, a bunch of artwork I post up there. I just recently, through all this Hawkeye hype, made a, a kingpin digital painting that I posted up over there, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, yeah, and if if you would, follow on Twitter, at PennyBloomPod. Follow on Instagram, at PennyBloomPodcast. And remember, as we head into, uh, you know, Matrix Resurrections, peace, love, and bloom. Peace, love, and bloom. And always, always, praise Keanu Reeves. Fucking always. Always. Do it!